How can you support the local Lancaster community? That's what this show is all about. Epic intro. That was, it was like we a nailed double it. intro. We nailed it. And you saw the little, the little, little. Who was that baseball player that went around second? Wade Boggs. Was that? Oh, oh no, day, no, no, no. That's Dodgers? Kirk Gibson, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. Oh man, I get tears watching that highlight. Yeah, hey, that little, that little. Yeah, we got it. That was, uh, that was about. We're, we're on a grind here, the last couple of weeks, aren't we? We've got <laughs> yeah, one man. more week to go. Bags under the eyes, everything. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, employee <laughs> vacation time. Our team's great. They, uh, you know, retail business is retail. It's seven days a week, long hours, and you know, um, our guys are great because they they book their their vacations during non peak times. But that means the two amigos have to uh, fill in. See, I thought it, you were going to say dynamic duo, but. Well, that works, too. That works, too. Hey, I'm uh, Jeff Janakovo, co-owner of Gardner's Mattress and More. <laughs> and I'm Ben McClure of the same title. Yeah, of the same title. Nice. <laughs> of the clan McClure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, we're gonna, are we going to go down to Game of Thrones? I don't there? know. Yeah, first of his name, House of something. <laughs> House of Sleep. <laughs> there you go. There we go, House of Sleep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hey, here we are. This is episode five. We're really excited about the momentum we're building with the show. Uh, we really thank our watchers, our listeners, our customers. Um, you know, listen, you can get this podcast, this video show, uh, TV show, actually, because that's really what it is. You can watch it on your TV, even Amazon Prime television. Uh, go to LancasterConnects.com, and uh, you can uh, see all the links of where this is available. You can search in all of, any of your podcast apps that you might have. You'll find us. We're on all the major platforms. And um, we... Uh, have a number of ways that you can connect. But Ben, the newest thing we added to Lancaster Connects is is what? What do we add there? So we're calling it the Lancaster Connects community. Um, you know, we start out the show with the question, right? How can you support the local Lancaster community? And, uh, you know, the the goal of the podcast, obviously we, we're, we're talking to business guests and we're talking to local heroes and charities and we're learning more about them and how they're helping the Lancaster community, but um, the podcast, we want to create a collection of people, basically a list of people who we can, uh, basically who have raised their hands and said they are ready, willing, and able to uh, help charities, help nonprofits, uh, help uh, local heroes making a difference in the community. So if that's you, if you feel that you're led and able to help uh, a nonprofit or a charitable organization, uh, go to LancasterConnects.com. Uh, fill out our contest entry form so you'll be entered into the contest. But beyond that, on that form, there's a button, a checkbox button, uh, simple to fill out. Uh, you'd be entered into the Lancaster uh, Connects community, which means that you are on a list of people. So when a charitable organization comes to uh, the Lancaster Connects podcast and says, I have a need. Uh, we need some people on Saturday to help us uh, move a family, um, like off, off the streets, move them yep. into a new home. We can send, uh, you know, a message out to the Lancaster Connects community and say, uh, off the streets has a need. 
or uh, North Star Initiative has a need. North Star is a guest coming up on the show. So uh, the Lancaster Connects community is simply a list of people who have raised their hand and said they are ready to help uh, some of the charities and nonprofit organizations right. in the Lancaster community. Yeah, and I just had an idea. We're, we'll update <clears throat> LancasterConnects.com. We'll actually put a list of these charities right there That's on the page idea. and uh, contact information. Obviously, we can send out uh, you know, uh, more specific information as we get it, but this way, if you're listening to this at like one in the morning because you can't really sleep well, or maybe that's when you work, or maybe that's when you're driving, again, all different kinds of ways to catch the show, uh, you know that you can go to LancasterConnects.com and see the list of people that need help. And speaking of that, speaking of great charities, uh, let's bring our guests on. So let's say hello to Audrey from Pity's Love Peace in Elizabethtown. Hi. Uh, my name is Audrey. I'm here from Pity's Love Peace. I'm really excited to be here this morning. Yeah, great. Well, we're, we're happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Taking the time out. I know you're busy. And we also have Matthew Rhoda from Rhoda Marketing joining us as well. Hi, Matthew. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me here. Happy Friday. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Again, thanks for taking the time out. Really appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll have you on and talk about how you... Uh, help businesses locally and, and what we, uh, what we like doing in the Lancaster area here. So, uh, as I mentioned before, LancasterConnects.com, that's your whole hub of where to catch the show. We list all the podcast platforms, all of our social media channels. And as I mentioned, you can catch the show on Amazon prime TV as well. Um, so you can go there and watch it. You can listen to it. Uh, I've really gotten into podcasting mm. lately. Um, you know, if you're looking for some inspiration, some motivation, uh, and you're in your car, uh, turn off the news, the talk radio, even, even the regular radio, uh, and, uh, listen to us. Cause we can, we can, we can give you some joy, right? <laughs> we can give you some bloopers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The blooper, we need to do like a whole episode of Jeff screwing up. <laughs> I mean, well, we, I don't think it's just you. <laughs> I think, I think, I think we could like get seven episodes out of that. Anyway, uh, we got some, speaking of the, the Lancaster Connects, the hub for all things of the show, yeah. we got some winners. We do have some winners. Some uh, we, uh, Each podcast, we're giving away two restaurant gift cards, uh, $25 to a, a great local restaurants. Um, again, all you have to do is go to LancasterConnects.com, fill out the contest entry form. If you want to check the box to be in the uh, be a part of the Lancaster Connects community, that'd be great. Um, but fill out that form, enter to win. Our two winners uh, for last week's episode are Beth Groff of Mount Joy and Shirley Paul of Columbia. Thank you to both Beth and Shirley uh, for listening and, uh, of course, uh, visiting the LancasterConnects.com website and filling out the contest entry form. And uh, I had a note here, highlight some local restaurants, and I made... Mr. McClure aware of what he's going to be doing tomorrow night. Oh, the egg roll lady. Yeah. So why don't you <laughs> share there and then I'll share the one that I, that I enjoy. Yeah. So the, uh, uh, Jeff noticed on Facebook that my wife tagged me in uh, a Facebook post. Um, there's a lady in Lancaster County who is, uh, referred to as the egg roll lady and she makes some fantastic egg rolls and fried rice. And she, typically pops up at like yard sales, different neighborhoods, people request for her to be like at their, you know, yard sale or whatnot. And, you know, you go to get, you know, she's pretty quick, but she has a line like 15, 20 people deep. Um, People follow her around. They 
you know, obviously my wife does. So, so is um, it like egg roll groupies? It, it probably kind egg like, roll groupies. Like Grateful Dead, how they have the whole people who like, <laughs> they've developed the whole ecosystem of people. Right. Along. Stickers and, you know, the whole thing. Nice. Um, you, know, you have to be careful, though. There is an imposter. Because, you know, I went to a neighborhood one time, this was a couple years ago, and there were signs for egg rolls. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I was in the right neighborhood and I went this direction. Here I was at the wrong egg roll lady. And I got, I got, um, you got inferior egg rolls. I got inferior egg rolls and I got yelled at when I got home. Well, speaking of, <laughs> I got yelled at. You brought home the wrong food, man. Anyway, um, recently there was, um, uh, a survey locally of cheesesteaks and I happen, you know, I know it would be hard to believe, but you know, I happen to be a fan of cheesesteaks <laughs> if you can't tell. So my favorite cheesesteak locally would be Cravings Deli over off of Lidditz Pike kind of sits behind the bank there on the corner. Um, they make a really great cheesesteak. They know how to make it. I happen to make pretty good cheesesteaks. I am a connoisseur. Uh, I do them on my uh, Blackstone. And I'll give you a little pro tip. If, you're, if you don't want the soggy bun, um, and this is, this is technically cheesesteak blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> so, and we're gonna have, uh, you know, be, real quick as I get, I'll leave you hanging on cheesesteak blasphemy. And behind the scenes here, we've got a great production team, Get Super Cereal. So in my ear right now, uh, I've got Simon and Billy, our producers. They're telling me that Audrey wants in on the egg roll discussion. So we're going to get her in real quick. Matthew, if you've got a restaurant you like, we'll bring you in. We're going to kind of go off script uh, because the producers, you know, this is your fault. Simon Audrey's in Billy. the background going like this. Yeah, tag me, tag me. Anyway, cheesesteak <laughs> blasphemy. So here's, here's what I do uh, for the cheesesteaks I make when I'm doing them camping and uh, in the backyard on the Blackstone. Because uh, I hate when it falls apart because it's all you got the cheesy, greasy goodness. It all falls out the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't the soggy bottoms are bad. Anyhow, um, prosciutto. Take a little thin slice of prosciutto. Uh -huh. Do all your stuff. Chop up all your meat. Get it cheese in there. Little flash of the prosciutto on the gr gr griddle top. Put that on top. All in the bun. You've got a fantastic carrying device for all that cheese stick goodness. And that's the uh, that's the way it goes. That's so, impressive. Yeah. So anyway, Audrey, egg rolls, let's, uh, what do you got? Oh my gosh, the egg roll lady is amazing. I found her at a yard sale a few years ago. <laughs> I have been following her ever since. She definitely has a Facebook following. Um, I'll spread the word to my friends and let them know. Let, let's meet up at this yard sale with the egg roll lady. I guess we'll have to see what happens with COVID. And um, if she comes back out, I think she will. But I can definitely vouch for her egg rolls are exemplary and very good. <laughs> So, well, and that's that was the point of the. Uh, so my my wife tagged me in a in a Facebook post of hers, um, like three minutes before the podcast started, and said, you know, you know, we we got to that that Saturday night dinner is is the egg roll lady. So we're definitely going there tomorrow. So so hang on a second. So is so can we gauge pandemic, uh, mm. you know, movement positivity yeah, by yeah. when the egg roll lady pops up and the frequency <laughs> right. thereof, kind of like the groundhog in the shadow. The world thing. is getting back to normal. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? That's you great. see the shadow of the That's egg great. roll, it's safe to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's great. That's great. Matthew, what do you, you got any thoughts on the egg roll lady? Or you're like, what? The I've not, I've, I've heard of the egg roll lady. Now I've heard of her. I have yet to experience the glory. Um, now that it's such a hype thing I'm seeing and hearing about, it's definitely on the list. Nice. I'm a big fan nice. of, I'm a big fan of Caruso's. 
Yeah, my wife and I like okay. uh, Caruso's yep. out uh, in Landisville and Marriott Avenue. Um, and then we actually did a date night a couple weeks ago at Plow Lancaster. That's the first I've been to Plow um, mm. right by the Marriott. It was super good. Very, very, very good food. Nice. Is that um, – they took over a, a space that was somebody else before, right? Yeah, I forget. The plow's kind of new, of, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say within the last yeah, was year that would be my Fox, maybe? Yeah. Mm, no. Sure other, other way. Was yeah, it the Rendezvous right. Lounge and the Marriott, the one downstairs? I think that's what it was. Yeah, might have I been. think so. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the cool thing about Lancaster. Always, you know, always evolving, always kind of filling that void. Doesn't seem like anything stays downtown empty for long, which is good. Yep. Anyway, listen, we record these episodes a little bit in advance of when you see them, but coming up the weekend. Uh, you know, these shows go live on Wednesdays. So uh, Easter is right around the corner, you know, hippity hop yeah. down the bunny trail, Easter. Um, <laughs> Were you just impersonating the Easter bunny? Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of what show or movie, hippity hop. I'm not, I'm not going to torment the listeners with that peek inside my mind. Anyway, here's some events. You got Easter Bunny Train at Strasburg Railroad. This guy, like, gets that all day. Uh, Easter Bunny Train at Strasburg Railroad. Of course, First Friday, downtown Lancaster. It seems a lot of other towns are doing First Fridays now. It looks like Mount Joy's doing one. Um, you know, so yep. certainly if you live in your own town, you'll know what's going on. But First Friday's coming up uh, this week. And Easter fun at Ke- Kitchen Kettle Village. That's a tongue twister uh, for me. That is- Kitchen Kettle Village. Really cool place. Uh, I met my grandparents there one time. They were in town for a bus tour. I was reminded of how cool it is. And actually, my family was just there with my brother-in-law and his family um, to, to impersonate Forrest Gump from Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> they were in town from Alabama, and they went to Kitchen <laughs> Kettle Village. So uh, I warned everybody, you know, we had, we had a couple delays, and I got a little deep in my uh, morning caffeine. So you're getting a little extra dose of caffeine. You know, the caffeine's kind of up here right now. Just a world of surprises. Today. That's right. That's right. So, um, so yeah, let's bring on, let's bring Bath- Matthew, Matthew, geez. It's a combination of business guests and Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, welcome. You didn't even know what you're signing up for. How are you? So, so here we are, you're on this show and, uh, um, Welcome. Welcome. Why don't Thank you, you. Uh, why don't you share with everybody what you do um, and how you help businesses in the community uh, expand and grow and uh, and maybe something that you do to help the local Lancaster community as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you again for having me on the show. Um, I'm the co-owner of Rota Marketing. We're pretty much a full service internet marketing company. So we do everything from website design development, uh, social media management, reputation management, SEO. Uh, paid advertisements with Facebook and Instagram, Google, email marketing campaigns. So if, if, if it's digitally out there and your business needs it to help grow, um, attract new clients via the Internet, it's something that we do. Um, we're in our 11th year of being in business. Um, it's my brother and myself are the co-owners of it. We're a sm- I like to say we're a small but very powerful team. Um, we're about five full-time employees and then a couple independent contractors that help us with extra work as it comes in and as we need the help. Um, so we take a very personal approach to our relationships with our clients. Um, we're not trying to grow into, you know, 500 clients. We like to keep that number semi-limited um, so that personal touch can be there. So I can always maintain that relationship with the business owners that we work with. I don't ever want one of the clients that we work with to feel like they're a number in a queue. 
Um, and I, I believe we achieve that. Our clients love how responsive we are. So if they email or call, they hear back the same day or the next day at the very latest. So we take a lot of pride in our responsiveness. Uh, most of our client base is in central Pennsylvania, I would say. Um, probably about 80% of it. We do have a couple clients that go down from New York, down to Florida, um, out onto the West Coast. But a majority of our business has kind of started in Lancaster, where we're from. And then word of mouth kind of helped us grow that base to where I'd say 80% of it is still central PA, um, which I, again, I enjoy because the face-to-face meetings, a lot of it's done virtually right now, but you know, there's nothing like sitting down with a business owner, shaking hands um, and getting to know them on a personal level. So I don't want to drive to New York and Florida for those relationships and to shake hands. So keeping people within like a two or three hour radius is kind of nice for that, that one-on-one feel. Um, So yeah, I mean, we absolutely love what we do. I find a ton of pride and joy in helping other business owners succeed. Um, It just brings me happiness knowing that the service that we provide helps other business owners employ people, drive sales, provide for their family. Um, I love being creative, but then beyond that is knowing that we're helping other businesses grow, succeed, and stay in business, Um, especially after the last year. It was a really tough year for a lot of businesses. Um, Some of our clients did get hit pretty bad with it, but what we were able to do to help them survive those tough times, we, we did our absolute best. Yeah, cool. Do you have a specific niche uh, of businesses that you work with, or is it kind of a, across the spectrum? It, it's across the spectrum. Um, we find a lot of our success with like service-based businesses, the dentists, lawyers, home improvement companies, um, things of that nature. We work with a couple different e-commerce sites, but really it's kind of like the, the local businesses, the attorneys, uh, contractors, things of that nature. Good. Cool. Hey, so we'll come back, uh, spend a little more time with you. Uh, awesome. in the meantime, think about, think about some of those ways you helped, uh, local businesses through the last year. All right. Okay. Um, some, maybe some specific things your company did to help them get through. Uh, obviously, I think the strength of the Lancaster community was really a part of, you know, businesses like yourself where, you know, I'm, you know I, I know you know what you did, so we'll share what that was. But, you know, things that help those businesses stay afloat, stay ahead, stay competitive, stay in front of their customers. You know, we had service providers that helped us in a number of ways. Yeah. Um, landlord, you know, all of it. I mean, it was really kind of neat to see how the community came together at that time. So we'll talk about that a little more. All right. Awesome. Um, I've got right now, we got to pay the bills. So, um, we have bills. (laughs) Yeah, we have bills. That's your department. Um, Anyway, uh, folks, you can always watch this episode, (laughs) Facebook, YouTube, rumble, um, you can catch it again, LancasterConnects.com. That's the hub for everything. But to specifically pay the bills, this show brought to you by Sleep Better. This is our book that we wrote. Um, we did write it together, but it's, you know, it was it was a project spearheaded by me, so it was my name on the thing. But it's not about that. You couldn't fit my name on that. That's, that's, well, it's, it's, it's no, really, no space there. It's, you know, it, it's really like, it's kind of different to have two authors on one yeah. book. It, it's semantics. Everything here is a team effort. I am definitely made better here, uh, all seriousness, by the team and and the amazing business partner to my side. Thank Um, you. And I mean that. Uh, That's not the caffeine talking either. (laughs) So so when I give out, when I personally give out the book, I'm going to stop putting my name on top of your name. Sure. And like cutting out. No, I mean, literally, it's like, like, man, I heart you, man. You know? So anyway, sleep better. You can get the the book, gardenersmattressandmore.com. 
forward slash sleep dash better specifically if you want to go right there um or you can just hit the home page and, and scroll down a little bit and you'll see see where to click and get it but i want to you know i figure what i'll do is you just start bringing you one quick sleep tip from the book so according to data and statistics from the cdc adults who were short sleepers less than seven hours per 24-hour period were likely to report 10 chronic health conditions those chronic health conditions are heart attack coronary heart disease, stroke, asthma, COPD, cancer, arthritis, depression, chronic kidney disease, and diabetes. And, you know, listen, we, we really believe in helping our customers wake up happy. There's another stat that to coincide with that. Again, get your sleep better book, gardenersmattressandmore.com. You can see it right there on the homepage. Just scroll down a little bit. You can click uh, or our website forward slash sleep dash better. You'll get the book there. Um, you know, you can, you, you in three days time you can skip eating you can you can skip drinking water and hydrating but in three days time you cannot skip sleep the science actually says you will you will likely uh die from a heart attack um in three days time before you will starve and before you will be dehydrated to the point where you're putting yourself in serious harm so sleep is very very important uh rejuvenates us uh restores us there's so much that goes on in your body and um you know from a physical from a mental emotional spiritual aspect of things you know good sleep uh, just really impacts and we so believe in that and uh we wrote the book for it. So please go get the book. We're happy to mail you a physical copy. Uh, it's about 100 pages, quick read, and uh, it's really focused on helping you wake up happy. All right, so that's Sleep Better. Um, that list is scary. It is a scary list, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I didn't get the recommended amount of sleep last night, that's for sure. Yeah, well, we explained <laughs> we're, we're in this grind mode, right? That's, that's right. just what we're doing. So, um, so let's bring on Audrey from uh, Pity's Love Peace. Audrey probably knows about the need for rejuvenation and the need for <laughs> um, energy with all of that you mm -hmm. do. So welcome. Yes. So why don't, you, um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the mission of Pity's Love Peace and, and, what, uh, and what you do and how you help these wonderful animals. Sure. Well, I'm on the board of directors. Um, we're all completely volunteer run um, of Pity's Love Peace. And uh, we focus on primarily pit bulls and bully breed mixes. Um, we only have foster homes. We don't have an actual kennel. So our complete network is of foster homes. Uh, we have about 35 dogs in foster right now, and we can only take as many dogs as we have foster homes for. So we're always looking for more fosters, people who are willing to let a dog come and crash with them for a little bit. Uh, we work really hard to make sure that we're taking in dogs that'll be a good match for the foster that we have available. So we'll work with you to see if there's a particular breed you're interested in, You know, if you want smaller dogs or bigger dogs. Um, energy level, age level. Um, we provide everything for our fosters. All of the dog's medical needs are covered. All the food is covered, toys, crates. So our fosters don't have to spend any money. They just really have to be available to take dogs to appointments and we can help with that too. Um, but without our fosters and our supporters, we really wouldn't be able to make the impact that we're making here in Lancaster. And we aren't only uh, focused in Lancaster. We also have fosters that are in York, Lebanon, Dauphin County. Um, so we really kind of rely on that. Um, to make sure that we're able to take new dogs in. Uh, we get owner surrenders. We have vets offices that call us, shelters that call us. So whenever we see a dog in need, if we're able to help, you know, we pretty much just spring into action wherever we can. Um, 
We have a couple events coming up that we're excited about. There's a 5K. It's a Bully Blitz 5K and Dog Walk um, that's running virtually through the end of May. Um, So if you are interested, we have a lot of information on our Facebook page about that. Um, You can also go to our website. It's pityslovepeace.com. Definitely check that out. There's foster applications on there, adoption applications, volunteer applications. You can always reach out to us with questions, but we're really just excited to be able to be here and to kind of spread the word about our organization and to help get uh, some of these dogs into really great forever homes. That's wonderful. Um, You know, to show you kind of what a small world it is, I believe she still is volunteering with the organization. Jackie Nauman, does that name raise a a bell? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So I went to school with Jackie. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Neighborhood and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she has fosters for us. She's band. great. <laughs> back in the day when I was in a band, her husband, Dan, was our bass player. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, what so, a small world. They're still, they're still, yeah, they're still happily married. I see <laughs> them on Facebook all the time. And mm-hmm. Anyway, so, you know, listen, that's, you know, the whole foster thing, um, my perception of being a foster is if you're a family or some, you know, you don't have to be a family to have a dog. You can be on your own, whatever. But um, my perception of, of if you've never fostered and you're considering getting a dog, from my view, I think fostering is a great way to see if a dog, um, you know, if, you, if you're committed to it for the foster first, I think it's a great way to see if owning a pet is a, is a long-term commitment you actually mm-hmm. want to make. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Oh, I think so. And it can help yeah. you figure out the type of dog that you're interested in, higher level, energy level, you know, something a little bit lazier, couch potato, age level, that kind of stuff. Yep. How long is a foster dog um, in a home before they find a forever home? What's the average? <laughs> I'd say it really depends on the dog. Typically, younger dogs move out a little bit quicker. Um, some of the older dogs tend to take a, a little bit longer. If you have a dog that has a medical condition, we always make sure that they're completely clear of any, you know, treatments or, you know, as as in, in as good as health, good of health as we can get them <laughs> so we can let the adopters know, you know, if there's any issues like that. But I would say anywhere from at, at least two weeks so that we get to know the dog and can kind of figure out what the best type of home would be. Um, so maybe about a month up until maybe a couple of months. But uh, people usually know if we have a dog that's coming in, if they're a little bit, you know, in in poor health or if they might take a little bit longer, usually the fosters know that and they're kind of prepared for that too. But I would say younger dogs and puppies usually have a a much quicker turnaround typically. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, I just had this conversation with my brother-in-law last night and, uh, you know, he's my brother-in-law, so I have to put up with him. He's a good dude, but I have to put up with him. Um, so, and it came that, you know, the question was joke, jokingly was about the bad rap that pit bulls get. So why don't we just kind of, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, why do you think that is? Why do you think that happens? I think a big part of it is the fact that there are so many different breeds that are typically identified as a pit bull, um, even though there really are, you know, tons and tons of breeds that make up that umbrella term. Um, the American Kennel Club actually doesn't recognize American pit bull terriers. That's just kind of a breed name that people use. Um, And then there's also American Staffordshire Terriers and Mastiffs and Bulldogs. And it just kind of depends what list you're looking at. So when you're looking at breed statistics and you see something that says Pitbull and it's above German Shepherd and Rottweiler, the breeds that are making up those numbers are really just kind of 
I don't want to say like pieced together, together in a different way, but when you look at the statistics, when you look at the statistics and the actual breeds, I just don't feel like they're classified in the same way. Um, but in that re- same regard, it is really important with any dog that you have that you make sure that your dog is well trained, is well socialized, you're being a good leader. You know, if you know you have a dog that has some fear, or some like insecurity, you shouldn't just let it run and not keep it on a leash. You know, those kinds of things I think are really important for being a responsible dog owner. Well, and you, you know, you mentioned specifically German Shepherds and Rottweilers. I mean, I remember as a kid, Doberman Pinchers had the bad rap, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, across the genesis of things, you know, you've had, you know, maybe genesis isn't the right word, but over the years of things, and I'm trying to use big words, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've had Doberman Pinchers, German Shepherds, Rottweilers. Mm -hmm. Now now it's Pitbull's turn, it seems, to kind of have that bad rap. Um, You know, I think if, if you were to Google a picture of a Pitbull puppy, they're just the most adorable thing ever, <laughs> you know, like, you, like it's like, it'll brighten your day for sure. And I, I just ask people when I hear this bad rap thing, I say, you know, you tell me how something as cute as a little puppy like that can become this evil thing. And it really comes down to mm-hmm. how they're, how they're brought up. Right. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's what it goes down to. Yeah. Making sure that they um, stay socialized, that they stay in those those environments where they're really working on that training is really important for any dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have family in Canada, in Ontario. Ontario is a place where mm-hmm. actually breed-specific legislation exists, which means, if you've not heard of it, it means a certain breed of an animal is uh, basically against the law to own. Mm-hmm. Um, can't own one. And so that's one of those things that's out there. It really bothers me because it's, you know... Like, you know, if that begins, where does it end? You know, if, if we look mm-hmm. across the last 40 years, you know, you would you would probably fairly make a case that you could outlaw Rottweilers, German Shepherds, Doberman Pinchers, right? Because they've mm-hmm. all had that that time frame where they've been bad rap. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and why why it's not something you're in favor of and, and, and sure. educate people on that? Because I think it's important for people to know. Well, it's so hard for anybody really to identify a pit bull just by looking at it. I mean, you have a lot of dogs that have bigger heads and shorter hair or mixes of any kind of dog. And it's really hard to just be able to look at them and to know, oh, it's this type of dog. Uh, We're lucky here in Pennsylvania that we don't have that breed specific legislation, uh, but there are other places that do. And it doesn't also doesn't seem like areas that enact these kinds of ordinances are really having lower numbers of dog bites. So we're actually seeing some of those places that enacted BSL in the in the 2000s have actually repealed it because they're not showing any actual progress. They're putting a lot of financial money, um, government funding and tax money into running these programs and they're not really solving the problem. Um, so I think that's that's one big issue with it. I mean, it's really punishing good donut good dog owners too, because it's just looking at the dog and the breed and not actually their actions or their behavior. So there's, there's a lot of problems with BSL, but it's something that as an organization, we definitely speak up against, but we're lucky to not have that issue here. But landlords can say, you know, if you're, if you're a renter, you can't have a pit bull or, um, you know, different dog. You know, if you want to take your dog to a dog daycare, they may say, no, we won't take a pit bull or insurance won't cover that. I mean, so there are ways that, that pit bulls are treated differently in Lancaster and in our community, but yeah, we're lucky we don't have uh, BSL with anybody, you know, coming around, coming down the street and trying to round up your dogs. Cause that does happen in some places and they'll round up pit bulls, any dogs that look like a bully breed and, and euthanize. 
Yeah. Audrey, how can our listeners support Pity Loves Peace? Pity's Love Peace. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're interested at all in fostering or volunteering, definitely go to our website and our Facebook page. Um, we have a foster and volunteer applications on there. We also have um, on our Facebook page, you can always send us messages and we can help to kind of direct you to the area that might work the best. If you're not able to foster, that's totally fine. We have volunteers that help with calling uh, references for adopted families. Uh, We have volunteers that help with home visits. We do home visits for all of our adopters. Um, So we have people going out all over the place and just meeting with potential adopters and talking about our dogs. We also have fundraising events that come up and we have people that help, you know, running um, outreach and info tables and helping sort merchandise and those kinds of things. So we're always looking for volunteers and people that are looking to get involved. Sounds like a great thing for the Mm -hmm. Lancaster Connects community. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. I mean, listen again, this is what this show is about. Um, you know, Audrey, I really thank you for your time. Uh, Simon, maybe we, maybe we, this feels like it's a good time to highlight our pet of the week, who just so happens to be from Pity's Love Peas. Um, so maybe we'll get that up and I can talk about Nelly. But I mean, seriously, this is what this show is about. You know, yes, we're coming to you live. We forgot. We're coming to you live from our dream room. This is a place you can try a mattress out before you buy it. Uh, and there's beautiful Nelly. I'll get to her in Whoa, just a second. Nelly. But, uh, you know, this isn't a show about mattresses. This is a show about, giving back to the community that supports our business. We think this is a very unique way to do it. Highlight local charities, local heroes, local businesses doing good and create a portal, a connection point, a hub for people to make better connections into where they live and want to remain and build the the strength of our community. So please go to LancasterConnects.com. If you have five hours a week, you can give one hour a week. You can give. We're not asking for money, time. I think, Audrey, I'm going to ask you one last question. You know, if you had all the funds available you needed, you would still need people to help, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we are volunteer run, we don't have a physical kennel space. At this point, that's nothing that we yep. are planning for. But with all the funds in the world, if we could hire staff and be able to run that, I mean, ideally, I think every dog rescuer wants a sanctuary that's just rolling hills full of dogs and every every dog has a home. Um, but yeah, I mean, as much money as we can yep. put into, especially medical care is big. Um, food is big, you know, just being able to provide for the dogs. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about Nellie here for a minute as she's on screen. Let's keep her up there. So Nellie first joined Pity's Love Peace in December of 2016. She gave birth to two babies while in the care of uh, Pity's Love Peace. The puppies moved on to really great families. Um, Nellie went to an awesome foster home to work on becoming carefree as she was meant to be. Um, With her foster family, Nellie's confidence has grown. She's blossomed into a silly, playful, loving girl, as you can see on the video. Um, I love when my dogs play like that. Uh, she's gone on lots of adventures, had lots of fun, um, learned that the world isn't so scary. Uh, following spring, Nellie found what we thought was her forever home, but every, not everything goes as planned in life. So for unknown reasons, she became terrified of the, the father, the dad in the home. Um, so it just wasn't a fit. And they just, you know, sometimes you just don't know why those things happen. Um, But that's why these foster networks are so important, because instead of the dog being surrendered and likely meeting a very sad fate, she was able to come back to Pity's Love Peace. So now, uh, hopefully she can find a home uh, for somebody. You can see she looks like a great dog, um, looks like a lot of fun. 
Uh, she's five years old, ready to find her forever family. She needs patience, understanding of her timid nature. Uh, once she's your friend, she's totally different, goofy, playful, crazy. Uh, she prefer to be somebody's uh, only pet, but she might be able to fit with somebody uh, down the road after she's in your home and established. Um, and uh, as far as cats go, she prefer a dog only home. Okay, so again, you know, there's a little little bit of a laundry list there. That's okay. You know, not every dog is a perfect fit for a family, and not every family is a perfect fit for a dog. Um, but if you think you've got the time and you've got the, the 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 means and the time to focus on an animal like this, I can tell you, after rescuing two, it's the best thing I ever did as far as animals go. And we've had a lot of animals over the years. So with that, uh, Audrey, thank you. Hang on, we're gonna kind of wrap up the show here uh, in a little bit. We'll kind of ask you what your favorite thing about Lancaster is, all right? Great, thank um, you. Oh, and on that note, before I, before I forget, uh, we have a little donation gift for Pity's Love Peace. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, we started this uh, effort, Gardeners Gives Back, if you will, uh, with food drives in the home where we ask our customers to donate food. We get that to food banks, and then we've always said we make monetary donations. Now, each week, for the charities that join us, We'll be donating $125, uh, so we'll get that check out in the mail today, Audrey, uh, to you, uh, to Pity's Love Peace, all right? So thank you again for joining us. Um, real quick before we bring Matthew on, Ben, why don't you uh, quickly go over a neat testimonial we got in this week from, yeah, so, um, from one, of our, uh, one of our customers. I thought this one was interesting because it referenced a family's worth of mattresses. So um, one of the questions on our handwritten testimonial form that we give out on delivery and our customers mail back is, uh, tell us what you thought of your salesperson. In this case, it was about Andy. Um, this person, Carol, said uh, he's awesome. And um, she actually selected the same mattress as her mom, sister, and family friend. Can you guess what that mattress was? Probably the longest running mattress in the showroom. Generations firm. Generations firm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, that mattress is um, super popular. It's a two-sided flippable firm bed. It's, uh, you know, good for just about anybody, but um, they all have the same mattress. And then, of course, uh, her question about uh, her experience. Uh, everyone at Gardner's is an exceptional asset to your team. Again, that goes to, uh, you know, uh, our delivery team and our, our uh, sales team. Um, she wouldn't go anywhere else. Um, I don't remember how long it's been to sleep like this. Thanks. So thank you, Carol, for sending that in. And well, uh, thanks to your family. Yeah. And I mean, the deeper thing behind that, you know, we kind of joke about guess which mattress it was. And, and briefly, um, the thing about the mattress industry is these big name brands, they change over the model names every year or two. Yeah. Uh, really to, to kind of justify a number of things that don't serve you as the consumer. Whereas a company like Goldbond, who's been in business for a hundred plus years, it's the same family, fifth generation ownership. It's unbelievable. Um, I've personally known the family for 20 years, uh, worked for them at one point in my career. And um, that, ma that mattress model has been around for, I mean, really the entire time we've been offering their products. Yep. Uh, so it's the kind of thing that customers can, once they find something, they can come back to. We take calls often. You know, I bought a beauty rest something or other or a Serta something or other 10 years ago and I want the same thing. It's just not going to happen. Not a chance. Uh, not going to happen. So with all that said, um, Matthew, Matthew Rota, Rota Marketing, helping businesses avoid confusion, send a clear message to their customers. 
and have their customers be able to work with their businesses in a positive way. So welcome. Um, Thank you. Welcome back on. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of left off um, giving you a a thing to think about of how you helped your clients in the last year. Um, We all know the last year was COVID, but uh, you know, what do you, where, where do you think you best help the, the folks that you work with? Yeah, so when COVID hit, we immediately implemented what are considered alert bars on all of our clients' websites, which is basically like a bar very across the top of the website says like COVID information, click here, whatever that message is. Um, and then from that alert bar, there's a page on their website where we share more information. Um, during normal times, we you know we charge a, an hourly fee for development work. So that normally would have cost clients anywhere from like $75 to $150 to implement that bar and to put up a page. Um, and then in addition to the initial setup, there were, it was probably once or twice a week, every client was, you know, can you update that page, that message to say this? Because with COVID, things were changing so quickly. Um, and it was just super important for our clients to be able to communicate with their clients and customers. So we were bombarded with, you know, these requests from our clients of, can you change that page to say this now? Can you change the bar to say this? So we were just doing that constantly. Um, and I reached out to my brother and I was like, listen, like we're taking a hit financially here with COVID because we lost a couple of clients. I said, but what, what do you think about just good karma, you know, good business and not charging our clients for this? Because most of them are in a difficult position as well. So let's do all of this work for them without, you know, charging them and nickel and diamond them, um, which we decided to do. When we ran the numbers at the end of like the height of COVID, when everything semi got back to normal in the summertime and things started to calm down a little bit, um, it was probably like three to five, six thousand dollars worth of work that we could have charged for, um, which isn't epic by any stretch of the imagination, but it is revenue that we turned our back to because we thought it was better for us to just do that nice thing for our clients. Um, and it was funny because around that time that we did an analysis of how much money did we turned down by not charging our clients for that work. I had a local, I'm friends with a local competitor who owns a similar company and he was actually online um, and was like, COVID was, you know, COVID was like brought, brought opportunity for my business. The exact same thing. We added alert bars and it helped us generate a new revenue stream. And I was like, you know, good for you. Like if that's what, you know, you're looking to do is generate revenue when opportunity knocks, like it's good business model. Like I don't knock that, but I, I, felt better and I went to bed and slept good and woke up happy and content in life and peaceful knowing that we did not take an opportunity like that to further hurt our clients financially because we knew they were struggling. So that was just one of the things and we're all about long-term relationships. So I'm like, you know, per client, we probably turned away 300 to 500 bucks. But if that client sticks with us for three, five, 10, 15 years, because that amplified by other things that we do for them, like from a business perspective and monetary perspective, like it was an easy decision to make, but then ultimately it was also just like do unto others as you would want done unto you. And if I was a struggling business owner and I reached out to my marketing company was like, Hey, can you do this? And they were like, yeah, you know, no charge. We just want to help you get through these tough times. I would have been extremely grateful for that. So that's the kind of respect that we wanted to give to our clients as well. Yeah, that's, you know, and, and I'm, I'm positive you've, maybe you know, like I'm going to share something similar in our business. Maybe you know something that came back to you from that goodwill deposit. And maybe it's yet to be seen. But I mean, Ben, you may not recall this. So just as things were shutting down, or maybe it was just before. Now, I think it was the week of the 16th, March 16th. Um, 
you know, the, the evening of the 16th, we closed our doors and we had some, some deliveries still outstanding that week. We had a very nice gentleman, uh, tip, uh, tip us, uh, 300 bucks. Oh, that's right. And we decided to in around that time also make a donation of pillows to local frontline workers, nurses, EMT, et cetera. Yeah. Um, we took that 300 bucks and we didn't really announce it. I think it was the first time we're publicly announcing yeah. it. Uh, but we took that 300 bucks and we put it towards buying even more pillows. Then what happens is the company that we bought the pillows from, they came two per package. <laughs> Somebody in the customer, somebody in the customer service office made a simple mistake and doubled up our order. The company, when brought to their attention, said, you know what? It's a good cause. Just keep it. And I firmly believe that taking that 300 bucks and instead of putting it in our pocket, which honestly at the time, you know, Ben and I are like, we've just locked the doors to our business and we don't know what's in front of us. And I firmly believe that that small little gesture, karmically, whatever you want to call it is what led to getting double of those pillows and then being able to give twice as much away. So things like that, I think are great. Um, you know, Matthew, you do a lot of things, you know, website, SEO, SEM, paid advert, paid digital advertising. Um, how do you, you know, you know, so, I mean, even business owners kind of have a hard time understanding exactly what all that means. If you could, if you could express how you help a business owner, um, meet their customer how does how does road marketing best do that yep so with the internet it's basically um attraction based marketing so there are people all over the internet social media going to google searching for the products and services that you have to offer um and then you need a company like ours not necessarily ours but a company like ours that does a good job for you to make sure that your business your message is getting seen by those people at the moment they're searching for what that you have to offer. So whether it's go to Google, type in best mattresses, Lancaster PA, or it's on Facebook and you know that they visited something regarding mattresses and now you're retargeting them. Um, we make sure that your message is showing up in front of people the moment they're looking for it. Um, that way you're one of the first options that they have because people make decisions very quick nowadays. So if you're on the second page of Google, even the bottom of the first page of Google, um, there's a strong chance that you are not going to get that business because they're looking for immediate gratification, immediate results. So we help you make sure you're one of the first options out there. That's great. So, you know, we've got businesses that listen to the show, but we also have, you know, like we send this out to our large customer list, which we have business owners on our customer list, but we also just have folks that, you know, they have a job and, and they're, they're, they would be more consumers if we were to label them. Uh, why don't you talk about how you help business owners attract those customers? But then, you know, the thing going on right now, privacy with digital is, is a big topic, right? The, you know, when you search something, it seems like companies have this grasp on you, uh, which is a good thing in a way because somebody went to search for a product. So smart companies put relevant information in front of that search, but there comes a point where like enough is enough. And, and maybe you've become, how do you, how do you help your the businesses you work with kind of navigate that to where their investments are wisely spent and their customers find the right information, but then it doesn't just perpetuate this, this cycle. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. And it's an extremely challenging topic. 
Um, because if you're getting you're getting remarketed or retargeted, which basically is that like you're being followed around on the internet and you're like, how are these people constantly showing me stuff? Um, you've at some point accepted cookies somewhere on some website. So technically as a consumer, um, you've basically said to the internet, like, this is okay with me, like do it, even though you probably didn't know that that's what you were accepting. So legally, a company like ours is allowed to implement a strategy where we follow people around because we know, hey, if you were interested in mattresses and you visited their website, you know, you're probably interested in mattresses a couple weeks later still. So we want to make sure that when you're ready to make that purchase that you remember these guys. Um, so there, I mean, we've had a, an irate customer of one of our clients call and like, you're harassing me and this is illegal and this needs to stop. And our client was like, what do we say to him? And I actually jumped on a call with that irate customer because our client was not able to talk them down. So he was like, can you do anything to help? And I was like, listen, I'll call the guy. You know, I'll jump on the phone. I'll explain to him how all this works. But like, there's nothing we can do for that one specific consumer unless we turned off all your campaigns, which isn't worth it because you're reaching 999 people that don't get that upset by this. Um, so really, that part of it, there's no magic pill that we can give anyone to say, you're only going to retarget and follow people around who are okay with this happening. It's just like, it's the nature of the internet. It's the nature of online marketing nowadays. Um, and in terms of being found by people who we know are searching, like Google provides a ton of tools and then the social media platforms as well, that we can make sure that we're only showing ads to people who are interested in the products and services that our clients have to offer. Um, and then Google specifically, like you guys, as an example, like we're not going to have you guys show up if someone goes in and types in uh, swimming pools, Lancaster PA, because it makes absolutely no sense. But if someone types in anything related to sleep or mattresses or things like that, you can optimize a website in a way that they'll show up your website on Google when that type of search happens. Yeah. I, I bored Ben so much. He laughed. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I think actually why Ben disappeared is very connective to something you just shared, which I'm very impressed by. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the show, we're on the grind here. We're, we're short staffed. Uh, we're actually recording this episode before hours. We're running a couple minutes behind where we got the doors open. We have a delivery truck that arrived. And right now in the crazy logistical times, maybe you've heard there's a ship stuck in the Suez Canal. Logistics are crazy. So we're not going to turn away freight, which has our uh, mattresses on for our customers. So that's where Ben had to run to real quick. But, you know, I think if you're listening, um, you know, what Matthew did there, uh, again, I think is really important for anybody listening and watching this to know. I mean, he got on the phone, not with his customer, but with his customer's customer. And again, I think when you look at the Lancaster community, people have their differences, but I think deep down, we all really do care about one another. We're all good folks. I see it. I see it all the time. And there's always going to be moments where things are dialed up. People have a little more stress, a little more pressure in their day. And it might just seem like this is not a nice person, but you know, look, they're just, sometimes there's just moments where people aren't at their best, but Matthew, that's kudos to you to get on the phone like that and talk to your customer's customer, um, and, and navigate through those reasons. Um, that's just tremendous service. Uh, that's really cool to hear. So I think if, you know, look, if you're a business and you're looking for the services that Rota Marketing offers, um, I think you should definitely check them out. And that's 
Rhoda, spelled R-O-D-A, marketing.com. Um, you can get a hold of Matthew there. For Pities Love Peace, for those listening, it's Pities, P-I-T-T-I-E-S, um, the affectionate name for pit bulls, right, Audrey? Um, pitieslovepeace.com, and all that's on there. So as we wrap up, um, why don't we talk about why we love Lancaster? Maybe we can uh, kind of wax on the, you know, my thing of I think inherently there's really good folks here as compared to some other areas, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, what, what do you like about living in the community? Let's go to Audrey. I think one of my favorite things about Lancaster is just that there are so many different things to do and different areas to do it in. Um, You have Lancaster City Center where you can go shop and go to lots of different restaurants. You have Lancaster Suburbs where you can go out and do hiking or go to different attractions. You have the tourism aspect of it. You also have, you know, just like all different kinds of um, activities to do. It just seems like a really well-rounded area. I grew up here, so I might be a little partial, but <laughs> I did move away for about five years and came back. So I think that says a lot too. Where'd you move to? <laughs> for a young 20-something. I live near Pittsburgh. I'm not super far away, but Western okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what we see in Lancaster, you hit the nail on the head. You've got such a great mix. The outdoor aspect of things, you know, you've got the river, Susquehanna River. You've got a couple mm-hmm. other smaller rivers, but you know, if you're into fishing, kayaking, boating, you've got that. Uh, you've got the mountains. If you like to hike and camp, I mean, there's, I've recently gotten into camping. We're uh, starting next weekend. I'm uh, going to be building out the campsite. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm a glamper. You know, like so we'll, we'll have Wi-Fi. I'll have an incredible cook station, um, you know, but uh, there's just all that kind of stuff around here. So that's that's very cool. Um, mm-hmm. I often say, you know, downtown Lancaster is kind of like a mini Austin, if you will. Um, I've traveled a lot. I've traveled the country and I see I see the culture, the, you know, the renaissance of the city. So to say you've got art, you've got music, of course, current times accepting, but uh we'll get there again, but you've got all of that stuff to do and, and really have your pick of most anything that a big city offers, but you've got this Lancaster area charm. Matthew, what do you think? What do you like about best in this area? Uh, similar to what Audrey had to say, there's just, there's so much different stuff to do. Um, places to eat are unlimited, really, it feels like. Um, I'm a big fitness enthusiast, so I have two friends who own fitness studios, and through that, I've gotten to know some really, really awesome people, and then we go for runs kind of outside of the studio. So just the people in general, I feel like, are genuine human beings. Um, I lived in San Diego for five years when I graduated high school and came back, or graduated college, I'm sorry, and came back. Um, And not that people weren't sincere there, but I had a harder time making like good quality friends out there, whereas here, it's like, I make a friend, like a really good friend, and that'll be a friend for life because we have like shared connections, shared interests, um, food, nature, plenty of places to take our two dogs for a walk. Um, I just, I love everything about it really. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I think that, uh, I think that wraps up the show. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, uh, Matthew, really appreciate your time. Again, if you're a local business owner, I think you really, and you're looking for website services, digital marketing services, SEO, SEM, paid advertising, you work on social media stuff too, Matthew, is that right? Yep, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Definitely check them out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm tremendously impressed with that fact of calling his customers customer. That's a big, big integrity move. 
that you're just not going to get in a lot of places. Um, Audrey, thank you for your time today as a volunteer. I know you've got a finite amount of time. You also have your own life to live. So I really appreciate you being on the line with us. I really do. Uh, thanks for joining us so much. Um, you can check out uh, Audrey at Pity's Love Peace. Connect with what she's doing, the efforts there. And again, uh, for Rhoda, rotamarketing.com. You can check them out there. Folks, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you having us uh, host you on the show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Lancaster Connects. Super Cereal.